Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Politics in the Pulpit, a lectionary-based preaching resource designed to ask the provocative question of whether, and if so how, politics should appear in our preaching this week. My name is Lee Liddell and I'm a minister in the United Reformed Church, where I am currently serving in an ecumenical setting in Cardiff. Each week I am joined by a guest from a different place and space on the pulpit and political landscape. And today I am really pleased to introduce to you David Hardman. Dave joined the JPIT team as the Methodist team leader and deputy JPIT team leader in September 2021. Dave is also a Methodist presbyter who has served city centre, inner city and suburban congregations in Manchester and in London. Previously, he has worked for Christian Aid as senior regional coordinator in the Northwest, and Dave lives in Manchester. So, Dave, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here, Lee. Thanks. Um, so politics in the pulpit, what does that mean for you? Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and whether or not you see yourself as a pulpit politician? <laughs> um, I, I think I'd, I'd answer that by firstly sort of saying I think that people would call me a, a pulpit politician. Um, okay. Uh, I, mean, I mean, for me, I think, you know, um, Faith has always got to speak into 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 life. That uh, I don't see um, faith without speaking into the world around us. I, I don't see what what's the point. You know, don't get me wrong. Of course, uh, a living faith in in Christ can 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 change us and can build us up. But yeah. actually, the next you know, there's got to be that sense in which also as a body of Christians, we make a difference to this world where where God has put us. So. I, for me, I suppose uh, when I preach, that's that's you know when I look at the lectionary readings, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking for a chance to see how these these passages are saying to us that you know we can be uh, you know we can be the salt and light to use to use the phrase yeah, in, yeah. Um, in the world. So yeah, I, I would I would say that um, yeah I, I would be called uh, probably uh, a pulpit politician. Um, I mean, obviously. That is, is something that comes with a bit of a health warming and it's something we have to be careful with, um, yeah. you know, because I have my own party political points of view and I, I hope the congregation do as well, because, you know, I think that's part of what we're called to, to how we're called to express our faith is also to to sort of uh, be a part of that party pol politics. But obviously we need to be careful about what we present in the pulpit. But I, I do think that ultimately... Um, you know, our face speaks to us of changing the world, and 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 therefore that's a political thing. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And so, from your context, then, Dave, what would you want us to hear as the key justice issues or political events that are going on where you are? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose sort of sitting where I sit now as part of the joint public issues team. Um, yeah. 
uh, you know, the two the two main things that are, are focusing our attention this week. Um, of course, we have uh, the budget uh, on Thursday, yeah. and by the time people are preaching on Sunday, uh, we'll know what that budget said. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, you know, I think it's a it's a really key um, key statement by the government uh, about their intentions, because obviously, the cost of living crisis, the uh, fuel cost crisis, um, you know, they are things that are really touching people's lives. And we've we've learned, um, we're recording this on Wednesday, we've learned today that inflation has hit 11.1%. But actually the reality of it, for those people living in poverty and on lower incomes, it's actually 16%. Wow. Uh, you know, so it's a key it's a key fiscal event that uh, we've got this week and and i think you know the bottom line is that we're praying we're praying for wisdom for a wise a wise budget uh and we and i think certainly you know we what we want to see is support for those people who are hit most by the crisis i mean all of them are hit by it but some of us are able to weather it a bit better than others so i think that's it that's a key thing and the other thing of course um on friday cop 27 comes to a, a close and yeah. um yeah uh i mean i'm trying to be positive um yeah but i you know i think i think i think we seem to be ignoring all the warnings and and you know the warnings yeah. are, are increasingly urgent and they're you know and actually, I don't see a lot coming out. And maybe, maybe it'll change. Maybe there will be a change of heart and minds in the next couple yeah. of days. Yeah. But yeah. again, when people are preaching this weekend, we will have, you know, whatever has been agreed or, or what hasn't been agreed um, yeah. at COP. Uh, and obviously, as Christians, and our response to look after God's creation, um, you know, we 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 need to be aware of that. So that those are the two key things I think that are on our minds. The joint public issues team this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so very difficult, isn't it? Because we go, uh, we we look at COP in, in its beginnings and, and we go with such hope that this, you know, there might be a recognition of the real seriousness of this. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow it just feels like it's glossed over um, every single time. And it's just so hard because you you can sit there and you can go, this is going to get to a point where it's just too late. It's just too late. And 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 how we as Christians who are called to look after God's creation um, try to make a political difference and and try to be heard. But again, this is in the face, like you say, of the cost of living crisis, which certainly is is just seems to be getting more and more every single week, every single time I go shopping. Everything has gone up now. Um, and and in the lead up to Christmas, that's that's even more pressure, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, it is, and I, and, I, and I think, you know, the the term perma crisis has, has hit our vocabulary, hasn't it? And we, yeah. you know, we're recovering from uh, from COVID and recovering from everything we went through and all that that means, and then suddenly yeah. we we have these other crises that we are facing, and and I think it's hard, isn't it, to keep hold of that hope. And, and as Christians, we're about hope, you know, that, and, and we're the week before Advent, you know, when, yeah. when hope is one of those key themes. And, and it's just so hard to, yeah. 
to actually see have any hope um and, and i think that's a real you know sometimes sometimes christianity you know it's it's hard and difficult for many reasons but one of the things yeah. i'm finding hardest at the moment is just to hold on to that hope yeah you know yeah, I, 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 I agree you know and and sometimes i think when you're in the pulpit as well that's where people want to they want those nuggets of hope don't they <laughs> they do they do absolutely so um, how, do you, how do you find them and how do you share them you know well let's hope we can find some in our readings this week um yeah. We've also got uh, the roundup that our JPIC colleagues have uh, brought for us this week. And as you've already mentioned, um, we're recording this Wednesday. So tomorrow, Thursday is uh, the statement from the Chancellor, the autumn statement, where he's already said that there is going to be spending cuts and tax rises. So there will be no surprise uh, tomorrow that we are looking again at how hard this will hit disproportionately the most vulnerable in our society. Um, after weeks and weeks of focus on the crisis refugees face when they arrive in the UK via the channel, the Home Secretary will sign a migrant patrol deal with France. Uh, we also have uh, the news late last night that some missiles have landed in Poland um, and what that may mean in the wider sense of the war uh, with Ukraine and Russia. And as you've already said, uh, COP27 comes to an end uh, where there's been real fears that the commitment to keep global warming to 1.5 degrees by 2100 could actually just be compromised. Um, other dates coming up is we've got Christ the King Sunday. So it's the last Sunday before Advent this week. Uh, it is Interfaith Week and Living Wage Week. It is also World Toilet Day on the 19th of November. World Children's Day on the 20th of November. And it's Prisoners Week in Scotland um, between the 20th and the 26th of November. So, Dave, with all of that in our minds, our metaphorical newspapers and our Bibles, let's start where we think uh, we want to this week. And so have you got anywhere that you would like to start? Is there a passage or a theme or even a question that's jumped out? Um. I, I think I think for me um, it's a kind of theme that comes out of the readings that we have uh, set before us this this week, and as you mentioned, it is Christ the King, um, yeah. and uh, you know, there's I think there's a lot in these passages around the sort of what's what's leadership, what is um, what is God's and Christ's view of leadership, um, and and I think. You know, um, that that for me, I think as I as I sort of looked at these, that was the first thing that was coming to my mind that might be some way in which we can explore uh, these passages. Um, mm. And obviously, I mean, we're encouraged to because it's Christ the King. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but um, it's also I haven't quite got used to the fact that we've got a king in this country. <laughs> no, exactly that. I, I was looking at this and it. If, you know, for the first time, 
I was looking, getting ready for a Christ the King service, thinking we've actually seen this handover to a king. And so for the first time in many of our lives, uh, we we have a king. But also what we have also had is an insight into the privilege and into the power uh, and into this whole dynamics of what it means to be king in this country and how that contrasts with how we look at Christ the King. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, and I think, you know, looking at the gospel reading, you know, Luke 23, beginning at 33, um, yeah. actually, that is where we see what leadership, I think, that's that's where we see what leadership really is, because, yeah. you know, here we have the description of Christ on the cross. Um, and and I think for me, you know, um, in verse the verse thirty five, uh, you've got you've got people standing by and leaders scoffing Jesus, saying he saved others, let him save himself. Yeah. Um, uh, and and actually, I think there's something there about a deep understanding of what it means to be a leader, to be a, a truly self giving leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and. I think we see that, you know, Jesus doesn't respond to that and that Jesus' leadership is not about himself, but it's about others. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a church, you who are followers of Christ, followers of Christ the King, then, you know, I think this gets back to my opening. When I I was talking, when you asked me, was I a political preacher? Actually, our faith is not about ourselves, it's about others. And it's about you know, and, and Christ came and, and you know, showed us, gave us that vision of God, showed us a way to live. And that was about that leadership that almost let go of all those things we see about yeah. leadership, about privilege, about power. Yeah. Or maybe exercising power in a different way. Maybe maybe Christ didn't let go of power, but just showed us how to exercise it in a different way. And that yeah. actually was self-giving love that, you know, um, because I'm a good Methodist, I'll quote Charles Wesley, you know, sort of, he, you know, Christ emptying himself of all but love. Yeah. And that, that, that is where, where leadership is. And I, I think, you know, it's an interesting thing, isn't it, to, to compare that to, to some of the leaders that we see uh, across the world, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and people trying to exercise their leadership. Um, uh, you know, we've seen we've seen politicians not just in this country but across the world sort of sacrificing others that to keep their career alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know that's that's you know that's not leadership. The, this this is the true leadership that we see here. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think an exploration of leadership and maybe power as well. Yeah. I mean, we talk about the power of the cross, but of course. The power of the cross is is in Jesus's self giving in in Jesus's sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. It it always really moves me in this passage um, in verse thirty four when Jesus said, "Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing." And and the question that always comes into my mind is is why did he ask Father to forgive? where all through the Gospels, 
he's spoken about you are forgiven you know he's he's had the power to forgive and why then at this point did he ask the father to forgive rather than him and and you know when we talk about leadership it's incredibly moving and important to consider that we don't know the answers all the time and nor should we think we do um and that sometimes we need outside help in order to we need to collaborate to be leaders um but there's also a lot in there about what it is to be in pain you know the the physical pain that Jesus must have been in at that point um and and how sometimes we pile on this pressure about forgiveness and things like that and and perhaps at this point when Jesus was in the most pain he couldn't he couldn't he didn't have it within him mm. um and I think there's so much that we can kind of reflect on there because he he is just at this point utterly degraded here is the king of kings um being beaten mercilessly and and hung on a cross and and what it is um of giving yourself over to leadership and 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 not doing it kind of as individuals but somehow we must collaborate because otherwise none of things like the cop situation you know the cost of living crisis we can't solve this on our own and i i think that's you know really really important isn't it and when we talk about uh politics and we talk about social justice actually you're not recognizing we might not have all the answers but listening to people you know yeah and, and sort of you know we, we use the phrase glibly now but it's important we use it but that whole idea of lived experience you know what yeah. what, what you know how uh, yeah well i mean i think you mentioned in the intro that i used to work for christian aid and you know mm-hmm. when when people you know i used to go and preach for christian aid and they'd often they'd often pick luke four and you know the good news for, for the poor yeah yeah and I used to say, well, what, what is the good news for the poor? You know, and we can decide what the good news for the poor is, but actually talking to those people that live in poverty, talking yeah. to those people who are, who are facing a 16% increase in their basic, um, you know, goods, actually, they'll have a pretty good idea also how we can make this situation far better. And, you know, I I, I think you know, a lot of people often talk, don't they, 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 they use it. They, they, it's 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 trotted out as an excuse of why that our leaders are out of touch because they see leaders who have come from privileged backgrounds and <laughs> you know the the wealth of our current prime minister is well documented, but I don't think that's a bar to to being in touch with people. But okay. actually, you know, it'd be fantastic if our politicians really listened to that lived experience of of people who are making a choice between uh, warmth yeah. or food. Um, you know, or, de- you know, having dental treatment or feeding the family, those real issues. And also not just to listen so that they can sort of say, OK, that I know what it's like, but yeah. listen to what people have to say about possible solutions and what will help them. What is, you know, we talk about being a, a, a people of good news and, and we are, 
but actually let's listen to those people who have had the bad news to to use the analogy because they they can tell us what good news means to them Mm. yeah yeah I absolutely agree and um and for me then it's not about any one person being leader it's actually about as Jesus did here coming alongside people you know he didn't he didn't try to change the criminals he didn't kind of go oh he didn't um kind of gloss over what they'd done or anything like that um instead he came alongside them right where they were and did you know it's very glib and you know that coming alongside and all of that uh you know it's very used but but for me that is the essence of leadership mm. is um is is working with and not in front and and for me Jesus on the cross he was with these people uh it, even though he'd given up everything by that point um uh, and you you're absolutely right and of course you said oh getting alongside is a good thing and we we say often but actually you're describing the incarnation you yeah. know that's you know yeah Jesus as the incarnation of the living God who came alongside us, who walked with us, who was yeah. born in a stable to unmarried parents, you know, yeah. who, who actually left behind all the, I mean, whatever you think of uh, the heavenly kingdom, yeah, or yeah. whatever, but left behind that to to be alongside us and to, and to walk with us. Um, you know, and that getting alongside and understanding and being one with, uh, yeah. You know, and that, and I, so you know, it's not a new. It's obvious then that we see it in in, in yeah. Jesus, you know, and and I think I think it's a really powerful way, isn't it? And you use that phrase not to be ahead of, you know, yeah, and and we see that as leaders, don't we? People who lead from the front and strong leadership, and and people, you know, in in, in you know. Uh, you know, polling about our politicians will will ask questions about who's in the best place to lead us through the economic crisis or whatever. Um, yeah. But actually, this is a very different idea of what that that it's it's um it's a wisdom, isn't it? That but not a wisdom that relies solely on yourself. No. But a wisdom that is wise enough to listen to, to understand, and yeah. to allow those other voices to. Yeah to to give you that that wisdom um and i mean that is incredibly radical when we're talking about god in human yeah. form you know the creator of all things actually yeah. saying no i'm going to come and i'm going to be part of this you know uh, and yeah uh, i mean it that is a stunning example i mean yeah. stunning doesn't i mean i don't think any language would do it do no no exactly uh, but then you look at our king and is so far apart isn't it it is just like the opposite and the opposite side of a coin mm. to uh the kind of almost trappings of of royalty now um and and there's always been a sense i think with king charles that you know he he has come and listened to people and tried to help and used uh, some of his power uh, to do good. But then 
you still can't help but get this sense of just how different it is, how how Christ, our King, this is how he led, you know? And um, I think there's some really, for me, that's where the hope is in this in this text is that and you said at the top about being the body of Christ we are all part of the same body um all with different gifts different talents different callings different everything but each one of us is part of the body and and the body needs each one of us in order to be able to function uh, yeah, and, and I and I think you're right, and and therefore that then demands something of us as the church, who are the body of Christ, doesn't it? That yes, we've got each other, but we also follow this example of leadership, and you know we need to get alongside and to be with and to to talk to and to listen to yeah. to the communities that we 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 serve, um, yeah. you know, and uh, you know you see that in in you know. In, in some great churches, you 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 see that where the communities are are open, they 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 they're known yeah. by people around, and and you you have that conversation. Unfortunately, in the worst places, we we see people who come to church, you know, yeah. and they have their service, and then they go away. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. And and I just I just think it's a it's a real challenge for us to to be incarnational, you know, to follow the example yeah. of Christ, um, to follow the example of God. And, and to to allow ourselves to be the body of Christ that walks alongside whatever yeah. community it is we're called to serve. I mean, you know, yeah. and we're all in different places. Um, and, and I think then we speak with a, we end up speaking not only with the voice, we, we obviously speak with the voice of God because that's where we are, that's where we come from, that's what we're called to do. But we speak with the um, with the understanding of other people as well, and, yeah, and understanding yeah. their their situation, and you know, and and also, I mean, you know, I when I hear myself saying that, I, I kind of go, oh, I don't wish, I wish I hadn't said that because you know, I don't think I'm what the other th- what we really should be doing is amplifying the voices that we hear and, yeah, and yeah. having those voices to be heard. Um, yeah. You know, um, and and that you know, as 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 you were sort of saying, you know, about. Uh, Christ sort of saying father forgive you know actually um that sense in which we're not on our own and and then if we are in the in the community if we are incarnational then you know we can we can let someone else speak and let them let their voice be heard um yeah. you know, and 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 let those voices be heard to power as well because yeah. you know when power is removed then they really need to hear those yeah, and then ironically, we come to this passage in Colossians <laughs> <laughs> where all that kind of uh, nice talk about uh, hearing different people's voices almost gets a little bit squished a bit by Paul here, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've i got to say, though, I this, this, this passage contains one of those, one of those phrases that I hope one day to understand. Okay. Uh, but uh, that just kind of just, you know, they, they niggle away at you. And, yeah, and, yeah. You know. Yeah, go on, tell so, us. So verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God. The image of the invisible God. Uh, you know, and I and I think oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, in one way, that gets that's right back to that incarnational conversation that we've been having. Yes, it is, yeah. You know, because that that's you know, and I and and it's I love that phrase, the image of the invisible God. Um and and you know how and how does you know actually what we see in Christ is is therefore we are we are able to see God and and that is yeah. you know the great side of uh, the incarnation. So you know if I I, I am preaching on Sunday and you know there might be a part of me that thinks oh I really need to unpack what this means and to, yeah yeah but there yeah. might be people in the congregation who go yeah it's obvious David I don't know what it means um, but yeah um, may you be strong with all the strength that comes from His glorious power. And yeah, I mean, I, I joke about it, um, but there is a real overarching sense of holding on that mm. comes through in this passage from Colossians about holding on through the hard times, yeah. you know, and, and that Christ hasn't kind of forgotten you. You are still there. Um, and... We've got to trust um, in God and and keep going when when we're struggling. There is this wonderful hope, I think, even though uh, I joked about it at the beginning, that does come through with that. That and and the image of the invisible God is just a really. It's almost like two halves, isn't it? This reading and and actually some of. Uh, I was reading that from verse 15, which is where that starts. It's the beginning of a hymn. Um, and and that they would have sung at that point. And and for them, I guess that's almost what Jesus was at that point. He was there and now he's invisible. Mm. Um, but he's still there all at the same time. And and whether that's an unpacking of what the Holy Spirit is to them. Mm. Um it's it is really interesting but also you know may you be strong with all of the strength that comes from his glorious power and and that's the power that we've just spoken about the 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 self-giving the not knowing all the answers but actually um being with and not beyond people um and may you be prepared to enjoy endure everything with patience mm -hmm. while joyfully giving thanks to the Father. You know? Yeah, I'm not very good. I don't know about the joyfully bit. I, I do struggle with that, <laughs> it, it, you know, in the tough times. But um, I, I did patience I struggle with. <laughs> I, I want i want to see this world i want to see this new you know the new heaven and the new earth i want to see it now i, I want you know that's uh, that's what i want to see um and so patience has never been there, one of my issues yeah um, yeah yeah and and i and i think you know it it's like you say there is there is you know these are great words of hope aren't they that they are yeah and, and i and i think you know the the psalm that's also set. You know has has you know um, God, you are my refuge and my strength. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and there's that same sort of sense, isn't there, around uh, that actually in times when we need to endure, actually we can find a refuge in God. Yeah. 
but also I and I think this is the important thing for me is that the strength thing and and I and I I think too often and maybe it's just me but there's a danger that we see that as a strength to endure mm. um but actually for me it's surely it's got to be a strength to carry on and a strength if that means challenging what's around if that means challenging the status quo if that means challenging poverty if that means challenging sort of climate change if that means challenging people's view on refugees if that means challenging the use of uh, uh nuclear weapons and all whatever yeah, actually yeah. that 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 yes we can have a refuge and there are times when we need to kind of go okay i need to recharge yeah. but what we are given in god is the strength to carry on yeah yeah and and to get back out there <laughs> and to not just endure the hard times for sometimes when someone else will make it better but to be actually the people who have the strength to push on and to make it better yeah yeah and and again you know looking at leadership models looking at jeremiah here we are with the shepherd yeah. as the metaphor, you know, yeah. the metaphor for the kings, you know, woe to the shepherds, woe to the five kings who've messed everything up. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> and now I will send the good shepherd. Mm. You know, this wasn't I will send you a new, new king. This was I will send uh, the shepherd that will walk alongside you and guide you and you know using the imagery of psalm 23 mm. be in the dark valleys be in the light with you yeah. and and that for me just again looking at models of leadership and what could have been used at that point and and god it it's back it's shepherding it's it's pastoral it's looking after it's it's being with um and and that for me just i think strikes right through that sense of what leadership is 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 love absolutely and, and i think you know as well that you know here's 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 a class of society that aren't particularly considered to be very high you know shepherds yeah yeah you know, exactly that uh, and actually here's a passage that says you know god says basically these these and it's and it's not because of their status it's because yeah. of the way they do what they do yeah. and you know and and you can't i mean i can't help reading a passage like this without thinking about also when jesus talks about the shepherd who goes who when the 99 are safe goes and finds the one yeah and, and you know and i think uh, in many ways, uh, you know, sort of some of the some of the work that we do at the Joint Public Issues Team, it, it's 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 around it's around that, isn't it? You know that actually, and 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 governments, you know, sh governments should look after. You know, their responsibility is to look after the nation, and actually, too often, percentages are played. You know, yeah. and we'll, we'll introduce a policy, and, and yeah, most, yeah. most people will benefit, or the majority of people will benefit. And actually, sometimes we have to, as Christians, say, "What about the one percent? What about the 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 ten percent? Uh, you know, yeah. and and how are your policies actually going to, you know, make sure that 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 those that are marginalised, those that aren't benefited from the centre of what you're doing, actually are helped as well?" And I, and I think, you know, that's that's the shepherd, the shepherd that looks after the whole flock and not just uh, part of the flock or 
or the flock that that we like or the flock that shouts loudest you know and, and sometimes Absolutely. you know and i think you know that sense in which and, and again the the image of shepherds you know it's an incarnational one isn't it that sense in it which is. you know they lived on the hillsides with the, with the sheep they, they you know that's where they were they were alongside yeah. as you i think you said alongside the sheep so you know it's it's a really i mean you can imagine imagine sort of hearing this you know i mean i mean actually if we we spoke this now, you know, if we said to our leaders, actually, you know, you're called yeah. to be shepherds, you know, uh, it might be quite a radical uh, calling that we have on people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Dave, thank you so much uh, for coming on and sharing your wisdom and reflections with us today. And thank you to the rest of you for joining us to ask whether or how we should preach politics in our pulpits this week. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast and share this with your friends. We love to have an ongoing conversation with our listeners about faith and politics. So do join in on Twitter at pulpit underscore politics or use the hashtag politics in the pulpit. Or you can join us on our Facebook community, which you can access through the Joint Public Issues Facebook page and their website, jointpublicissues.org.uk. So the question from this week, what examples of leadership are around you now? If you have any feedback or want to share and talk about this again, please let us know your thoughts on Twitter or on Facebook. And so let's go into both our politics and our pulpits with this blessing. May you be anointed with God's spirit as you bring good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives, help people to see the world truthfully and let the oppressed go free. Amen. <laughs>